0: This is Barbara Glickstein with HealthCetera. Jacqueline Salterelli is the Assistant Director for the New York City Treats Tobacco and has been committed to working in the health system approach to reduce tobacco-related disparities, creating morbidity and mortality. She currently manages partnerships with organizational leaders to develop and implement tobacco dependence treatment. She meets with leaders in healthcare throughout the city and works to train them on better ways to approach the people that they serve in their healthcare to think about how they can quit smoking, directing them to resources, and how in the communities that they care for can really help to develop a more safe and equitable no-smoking solution. Welcome to HealthCentera, Jacqueline Saltarelli. Thank you so much for having me. So I went to the website of your organization that you're currently working with, New York City Treats Tobacco, and some of the data there just was quite striking, including one out of every two smokers said they were motivated to quit because their health care provider recommended it. So tell me a little bit about that, and I know it's directly related to your work.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, so uh, a lot of
1: research has been conducted um, by New York State, which is um, where my grant is funded from. Um, We're funded out of the Bureau of Tobacco Control. Um, And a lot of research has been conducted, which really demonstrates that there is a lot of potential for healthcare providers to really support their patients in quitting or changing their smoking habits. Um, Studies have actually shown that when people do work with their healthcare provider, it doubles their odds. Of successfully quitting tobacco, um, so there's a lot of potential for healthcare providers. Whether you're clinicians, um, whether you're social workers, nurses, doctors, etc., um, there's a lot of opportunity to reach out to people and help them because it will actually uh, improve their chances of successfully quitting.
0: So I want to enter into the encounter with you and hear what's what are the kinds of encounters a healthcare provider. Would model in order for that to happen. My experience, and I'm not a smoker, um, is I'm asked if I smoke on a history intake form and I check no. And that's the last question I'm asked. Um, I'm also asked how much I drink a week, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just wondering if I checked yes, give me a scenario of where the encounter would make me be one out of two smokers to be motivated to quit as opposed to just having checked yes and maybe the provider just saying, have you thought about stopping smoking? Let me, and then move on to the next question. Yeah,
1: that's a great question. So um, the kind of evidence-based approach that is recommended is that um, healthcare providers do first ask, and uh, research has shown that um, a lot of people are asked, but then the, the conversation can kind of stop after there. Um, What's recommended is that healthcare providers first screen you. So whether that's on like that initial intake questionnaire, or they might just ask you directly. Um, And then it would be great if they advise you to quit or change your smoking habits. Um, From there, after advising you, they would kind of assess and have a conversation with you where you're at. Are you interested in quitting and discuss kind of your motivations about why you're interested in learning more about changing your smoking habits and kind of understanding, um, your readiness to quit. Um, and based on that, um, they can really assist you um, by discussing different treatment options. Um, the most effective treatment is a combination of counseling and medication. Um, so discuss either opportunities within their own, um, within their own clinic or hospital setting or externally to get people access to counseling and medication if that's something they're interested in. Um, and then it, it's always great if there's that follow-up. So arranging a follow-up uh, appointment or conversation on the phone, um, just check in, see how people are doing. So ultimately, that would be kind of the gold standard approach, really engaging people, utilizing motivational interviewing techniques um, to make sure that people are, um, you know, using their own ma- motivation to ultimately quit and their own goals to help them quit or change their smoking habits. Um, that can be difficult because, you know, sometimes in uh, a visit, you only have 15 minutes and there's a lot of other things to cover. So really just focusing on um, screening people. So asking them um, and trying to engage in a conversation on potential treatment options, including that counseling and medication piece um, and referring them to external resources are really the main touch points that you want to
0: hit. Tell me what you mean by readiness. Um, let's imagine, because I'm sure it's true that some of our listeners are currently um, using some smoking device or smoking cigarettes. How does one judge their readiness? Sure. So uh, people are kind of at all
1: points in the uh, on the scale of whether they're ready or not to quit. Some people might be completely uninterested or not willing. They might know that... It would be better for their health if they quit, but they're just not at a point where they're willing to quit. Um, And then some people might be contemplating it, you know, starting to understand and have reasons why they're interested in quitting. um, But they're just not necessarily sure how to go out about it or um, they need more information on how to uh, kind of move forward. So, you know, depending on where you are, um, whether you're not ready or you are ready to quit, um, there are options. Um, There's so many options. Um, Studies have kind of really indicated that using counseling and medication can help people um, quit or change or reduce the amount that they're smoking, um, whether they are ready to quit or not. So beginning to engage in conversations with your clinician can really help support you ultimately uh, moving forward in the process of kind of quitting or reducing the amount that you smoke.
0: I'm thinking about the word trust and um, how, Important, the relationship is with a primary care provider if one's fortunate enough to have one. Um, And I want to move to another data point in in on your website um, uh, that talks about seventy two percent of smokers are from low income communities. Can you respond to that? And it all we also know in those communities it's difficult to have. One primary care provider, you might be able to go to a space for healthcare. Not some. Sometimes you are able to have develop that relationship to be able to bring up, you know, the stigma of smoking, the desire to stop smoking. Perhaps you've tried multiple times. So, what's the impact on, and why um, is this still so prevalent in low income communities?
1: Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Um, and so as as you kind of mentioned, a lot of studies do demonstrate that um, people who live in lower income areas um, or and are low income uh, people also who are experiencing um, men- mental illness or mental health challenges have an increased um, rate of smoking. Um, and, uh, a lot of it has to do with just the tobacco industry in general targeting certain populations, um, because they, um, have just historically done that. Um, but if, uh, for people in those communities, there are a lot of options. Um, so first is, um, every state has a, um, a smoker's quit line and the smoker's quit line is willing to work with anybody, um, to provide free resources, typically counseling and oftentimes medication to help people quit. Um, so for example, in New York state, um, you can call the quit line and, um, they'll be, they'll talk with you and kind of assess where you currently are. And, um, they'll, they're able to send you, um, nicotine replacement therapy, which are things like the patches, the gum, um, Lozenges, etc. Um, they're able to send you a supply of that um, for a period of time, um, and they're also able to provide people with counseling sessions. And all of that is a free service, um, so that's something people can utilize. Um, another great benefit, and it depends. And what,
0: is, on, what, is the new, what is the New York State? I'm sorry. What is the New York State Quit Hot uh, Quit Line? Do you know that number? Um, it's or will it? I'm gonna. I will Go send it to you
1: afterwards. I don't want okay. to quote you know. it, <laughs> um, but the good news is that um, the, quit, the quit line is available in every state, um, and I'm happy to share the New York State Smokers Quit Line number as well. Um, additionally, um, a lot of insurance providers do cover um, count, tobacco counseling and medication, um, so you can actually get often a prescription for something like the patches or um, medication like Varenicline or Chantix, um, and your insurance can cover that. In New York State, Medicaid covers all seven types of tobacco cessation medications. Um, so that's something that can be really beneficial because they can be really pricey. Um, so uh, instead of doing it over the counter, if you go to a um, clinician and get a prescription, you can get those medications for free. And then um, there also are a lot of free tobacco uh, cessation programs. Um, So I specifically work in New York City. Um, I know New York City Department of Health actually has a great resource for people living in the city um, with uh, that kind of maps out all of the different uh, tobacco cessation programs that provides free services um, so I'm happy to send you the link to that um, so people could uh, reference it and see if there are any um, local programs in their area that can really support that counseling and um, medication treatment.
0: I quickly looked up the New York State quit line, and that number is 1-866-NY-QUITS, Q-U-I-T-S. That's 1-866-NY-QUITS just so that folks have it included with all the other great information that you're given. I want to go back to something you said in terms of the tobacco industry. And I think the term is predatory marketing where um, the, the amount of marketing campaigns focused on low income communities is significantly high. And I also have been following the food and drug administration's proposal to end um, the sale of menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars, um, which will have a tremendous contribution to the health and well-being of all people, particularly of Black Americans who've been targeted with this predatory marketing. So I know the FDA has um, moved this. They finalized it. It's now sitting in the White House. That was just in October. I'm not sure there's been any further movement on it unless you have an update, Jackie um
1: I, my understanding is that uh it's still um in review in the same uh position but um you know it it's true that um especially black americans have been targeted for years and years and years by the tobacco industry um and they specifically have targeted black americans with um menthol cigarettes um people when you look at studies black americans um like disproportionately smoke um, menthol cigarettes. Um, and, you know, the problem is that there are just so many negative health effects when anybody smokes um, and c- using this menthol kind of hook um, just p- continues to disproportionately target the health of black Americans in the country. Um, so legislation on it would really, uh, you know, greatly have a positive impact, um, hopefully on uh, black Americans and their health.
0: The other data point that I was um, struck by on your site is how adults and youth in the LGBTQ population also have a higher use of tobacco and that one in six LGBTQ adults smoke cigarettes. Again, um, it seems as though it's connected to a very aggressive marketing campaign. Does this require the work of New York City Treats Tobacco with a specific focus on this population? And how is that happening?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, the LGBTQ plus population is just disproportionately targeted by the tobacco industry. I mean, you'll even see uh, the tobacco industry at events like Pride, um, to kind of continue that marketing, um, aggressive marketing towards this community. Um, so we try to work with healthcare organizations throughout the city uh, to make sure that they are serving their LGBTQ patient population, um, because they are, you know, disproportionately have higher rates of um, smoking and e-cigarette use um, as well. Um, We also try to partner with different healthcare organizations throughout the city um, that specifically work with the LGBTQ population to make sure they are screening and treating their patients for tobacco use. Um, You know, tobacco over time, um, because we've been addressing it for so many years, it's not always the glitzy or exciting thing to address these days, um, but it's still really Um, affecting so many people, and it is the number one cause of preventable death in the United States and in New York State as well. Um, So working with different organizations that do specifically work with the LGBTQ plus community is really important to us um, to make sure that we kind of try to address these disparities.
0: I'm wondering if in the past several months or even in this past year, since we're coming to the close of 2023, You'd like to share sort of a a proud success story, either working with a healthcare provider who really gets their role in helping those one out of every two smokers be motivated to quit, or maybe an individual that has successfully been able to stop smoking as a result of the campaign from New York City Treats Tobacco.
1: Sure. Um, so we have worked with um, a wide variety of healthcare organizations throughout the city um, Two kind of come into mind. Um, one is a uh, small uh, skilled nursing facility um, based in Harlem. Um, and they specifically work with uh, patients who are HIV positive. Um, and they have a handful of um, people who Uh, staff members who work there who are just very dedicated to addressing um, tobacco use um, among their patients. Um, So we worked with them to develop um, a policy to kind of discuss the workflow of how each of their patients are getting treated. Um, But in addition to that, we also helped them develop uh, kind of guidelines for um, patients who do smoke, um, how they can safely smoke um, and kind of make sure that if they, people are smoking, they are smoking in the um, least harmful way possible. Um, and additionally, we're working with them um, on a variety of different projects. We helped them. Um, we've done trainings with them. Um, so we've worked not only with their uh, patients, we went into the Organization and provided a lot of kind of question and answers about what kind of treatments there are smoking uh, for smoking and e-cigarette use um, and really helped connect them with their providers. Um, So we're really excited for all of the work that is happening there. Um, Another organization is a a federally qualifying health center um, that we've worked with, and we helped them also develop a policy uh, to make sure. All of their clinicians are screening and treating their patients for tobacco use. Um, And we've now started to expand to some of their school-based health sites um, to make sure that um, at the schools that they have um, nurses at um, who are running the school health centers, um, that they're also screening and treating students for tobacco use um, and e-cigarette use because uh, e cigarette use, especially among youth, has really skyrocketed. So, um, making sure that people are addressing that um, is really important as well. So, those are just some of the exciting things that we've been working on.
0: So, we have just a moment left, um, and I wonder if you would like to speak to the listening audience. As we enter into a new year, many of us make promises of doing better. Um, I know I certainly. always think about how there are things I need to do to improve my health, my behavior towards exercise and food and in general sleep, many of the things that would make my health better. So I'm aware that information is critical, which is why you've been invited. But there's also some sense of being motivated and feeling as though there are people supporting you doing this. So what's your takeaway for our listeners, Jackie, on this issue? Sure. This is such a great time of year to really reflect and also prepare for
1: the new year and think about new resolutions. Um, So if you are someone who is smoking and interested in changing your habits, um, you can do it. And there are so many resources to help you and support you. Um, I will say that people are most successful quitting when they do develop a plan and use counseling and medication to help them quit. So now as you're starting to think about kind of it's the end of the year and planning ahead for next year, I would really recommend thinking about setting up a um, appointment with a healthcare provider in your area um, to think through ways that you can work with them to kind of discuss your options. Um, They really can support you um, and working with them will increase your odds of successfully quitting. And I also recommend um, connecting, contacting your local um, state quit line. They also can provide you with a lot of resources um, and counseling sessions to help you through this. Um, So there is support, and this is a great time of year. So many people do kind of use it as a time to kickstart quitting or reducing the amount of smoke. So uh, feel free to head to our um, website um, for more information um, and also the New York State Smokers Quitline website or, whatever state you're part of, um, they will also have a smoker's quit line. Um, so, smokefree.gov is a great resource which will link to a lot of different local resources for you. So, I really recommend taking a look at that as well.
0: I want to thank Jacqueline Sottarelli, who's the assistant director for the New York City Treats Tobacco, and for your work in this important population public health effort to get. People help and support in order for them to move forward this year and every day, whatever day you choose, choose it, make a plan, contact your provider, contact um, a quit line. And um, we wish you all the best. Thank you for joining me today.